ride a ride. We're here with Mame and Mom. Yes. Well, hi, Mom. Where did you ever, ever come from? You're my mom, so I came from you. Yeah, that is true. That's true. This backhanded compliment changed your whole life. Mame out, man. And we're back. Here we are. It's been a whole month, Emma. It's been a month. It's what been- is going on? What is going on? What is going on? What's up? I what up, hey. dog or cat? Um, you know, what just, up, cat? just living life. Meow, meow. Meow, meow. <laughs> living life. How about you? Oh, it's been great. Enjoying the summer. It's going by way too fast. Mm-hmm. It's rained a lot, but I'm enjoying the rain sometimes too because it gives me an excuse to be in the house because when it's nice out, yep. I always feel like I have to be outside. Absolutely. Same. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. And oh my God, it's beautiful now. Be out doing yard work in the next mm-hmm. couple days. So, you know, nice. it's kind of, it goes back to, I think it's good to have rainy days because it makes you appreciate the shh sunshining right yeah been busy with my new job which has been really good i've been loving it and um yeah i've been really focusing on my youtube channel things have been taken off of it so that's cool tell us a little bit about that what's going on with that oh i just feel like i have been i've been finally having fun with it and i know that sounds silly because i i've enjoyed it the whole time but it was like getting behind the camera and making those videos made me super stressed in the beginning because it was like so different for me and well tell me why it made you stressed just because it was such a different skill that i wasn't used to and i was being serious which i'm not used to doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's really scary, like, putting yourself out there so much because I was really putting myself out there, especially in tech where, I mean, that's what I do for work, but Mm -hmm. it's stressful to put your opinions out there because then people can come at you and tell you you're wrong. And especially when I deal with that every day, working as a software engineer, having people on the internet do that is also hard. Uh, But I'm finally having fun with it and remembering that I know what I'm doing. So got to just do it. Yeah. And I, yeah, I've I've said before on this show that I really do like your videos and I hope people take more advantage of them. You know, I think that they're great. I really, and I'm not just saying that. I like the fact that you help the audience be more relaxed because I think, especially when, in my opinion, and who knows, maybe someone will come after me for this, but just kidding. Haha. I would think that software engineering can be just so dry. And I think it could be difficult to sit there and just listen to someone lecture. We've talked about that before, but that's what I like about your videos because you just kind of make it okay. You're only human and this is, you know what I mean? You make it okay for people to feel like that. Well, it's dry, but then also a lot of the time, if you get something wrong, people make you feel like such an idiot. And the second you start feeling like down about yourself or that you're not smart, X, Y, and Z, you're going to stop learning. Yeah. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. are going to. Because, I mean, learning does, you have to have some sort of confidence and able to learn, right? Yeah. And a lot of the time, the confidence comes from just practice and mm-hmm. and getting there. But yeah, you have to believe in yourself in the beginning to even start. So, Have you ever started something and you felt insecure about it, so you decided just not to continue? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm trying to think of what. I know there's been things. There definitely have. What are they? <laughs> Put you uh, on the spot. I mean, there's definitely been jokes that I've written that I'm like, I'm never going to tell this. Nobody's going to think it's funny. And then I'll try it years later and I'm like, oh, that actually worked really well. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any that you have? I have a big one. I When I was a makeup artist, I'll never forget this. Oh, it was my first big job. Well, we called it a big job back then, but I was doing makeup for the presidential candidates. I don't even remember what year it was. It was, you were probably like two. So it was a couple years ago. 
and I got makeup on somebody's collar right before they had to go up on national TV and they yelled. No. Oh, it crushed me. It, it sent me on a tailspin mm-hmm. for a couple months. And yeah, that was, and I didn't do makeup for a while after that because I was so afraid. <laughs> and then I got over it and I continued doing it. But yeah, I can see how something like well, that could like ruin somebody. Yeah. I mean, I guess actually I that did happen to me with my YouTube channel in the beginning because I started, I made like two videos and then I just quit completely for six, eight months. So why? Why did you quit after those two videos? Because I was telling myself that I had to do it a certain way. I was like, oh, well, I have to make all these. I, I, I made a million to-do lists. I mean, and, and I like overwhelmed myself before I even started. Mm-hmm. I made so many to-do lists. I said, oh, before you start making the video, you have to write out the script. You have to do this and that. And for me, I can't writing out the script is not the way that I will make a video or that I'll do something like writing something down in that way is the complete opposite of how I do anything. So could you, yeah. Could you follow it? If you made a script right now and put it on the table, could you actually follow it completely? Nope. I have to make bullet points and I know that about myself. That's what I've done in stand up the whole time, but I overwhelm myself because I told myself that to do this thing, I have to do it the way that everybody else does. And kind of honestly, that was me telling myself that my brain was supposed to work the way that everyone else's does. And I know it doesn't already, mm-hmm. but I kind of like, I almost wonder if it was my subconscious doing that on purpose because I was scared. Because really I was like terrified to, to do any of this. I've been wanting to do it forever. It's a tough one. I remember my first couple of videos, you're like, Ma, just do it. And I said, no, I can't do that. What if I look, just do it. And I did it. And I felt every time, well, it took me a while even to watch it. And then every time I watched it, I would cringe. It's like, oh, my God, I should have fixed my hair. I shouldn't have said that. Or I should, oh, what if someone thinks this of that? Or, you know, it, it, oh, my gosh, it's it's a hard thing to do all the way mm-hmm. around. And I was just telling you, we were just talking about some of my videos that I put out. Because to go back, my, my um, professional life, I was a therapist. And I have a huge passion for anyone that self-medicates because I know we all go through, you know, stress and anxiety and we always run away from pain seeking pleasure. That's just how our brain is set up. So if someone is feeling stressed out about something, there's a good chance that you're going to gravitate something and self-medicate. So my focus was on mom self-medicating and talking about myself when you were, and I actually didn't do it as much as I say on the, on the videos. I just, the way I did the videos is I exploded them. I made them bigger than life just so you could really uh-huh. see it. So I made it looking like, you know, I was always smoking a cigarette all the time. You were. But I just wanted, but I wasn't. <laughs> you know that. No, you kind of were. <laughs> At one point, I think I was after I got a divorce. Oh, my God. I smoked like crazy. But that was my way of trying to fix things. So on the video, I had myself that smoked. That's how I dealt with it. And then I have these two other characters. One is Heather and she ate food all the time. That's how she dealt with her stress. And then we have Pam, where she would drink alcohol to deal with her stress. So I made almost like a soap opera. Is that how you say it? Soap? I'll call it a soap. And I made it where... You know, they all started out with their addictions and then showing like, for instance, Pam being in denial of her having problems with alcohol and then having it progress from her going through denial all the way up to acceptance where she ended up 
going into rehab. And then she came out of that actually being the wise one and giving advice to other people. I loved how she evolved and I had tons and tons of folks reaching out to me and thanking me for these videos because it helped them understand and see what addiction can be like and feel like because I was really bringing her her emotions in. So but so that was great and I was feeling good about it and then I had a couple people say something negative about it and man it just slammed me. And you and I were talking about it and understanding now that I could see it my way. Mm-hmm. But if someone just jumped in and saw a video, they don't understand it. And it could have looked like I was picking on people with addiction problems, right? Mm-hmm. So that was, ouch. So now I'm feeling a little bit like that. I don't even know if I want to make another but video. I'm feeling insecure I don't, about it. I don't think you should take that as a thing to hurt you. It's more just a way to understand more about other people because – I had told you this as well, like when you would put the first couple out, like this might get taken the wrong way because I know your intentions are what you just mentioned, but it's easy to just not really know you yet and not really understand how and come across that video and be like, oh, wow, this is really making fun of something. Right. And it, it shouldn't be something that you take to heart that like hurts you. It should be more like, oh, I have to like learn from this. Yeah. And okay, like now I understand not to do this thing or that thing. And I don't know, we were talking about this a bit before we started too, is like, you're not always going to get everyone on your side. Like you're not, especially if you're making art or you're doing something like that, you're, it's not for everybody and it's never going to be, and it shouldn't be because if it's for everybody and if you want just everybody to like you, then it's not really art anymore. However, at the same time, you want to also make sure that you're not on accident making fun of something that's very serious. So it's like, it's definitely hard to juggle those two things, but I think that you can just learn from that. Well, I often think about like SNL, Saturday Night Live, and it's all sketch comedy. And I didn't realize that's what I am. I like to do sketch comedy and with mm-hmm. improv. Mm-hmm. And all of my stuff is improv. I couldn't I couldn't sit there, like you said, and write the script yeah. out. This is what I'm – I can't. I can't no, me either. it comes out – like my characters, like you with your code Emily, it's – it is art because it well, – with Anything I've ever made, I've never – I can't I can't do that. I can't script something. I can bullet point. I can have an idea of what yeah. I want to say, but it's not – It doesn't yeah. come out natural and clean and, and like my characters came out of nowhere. I didn't – like I was walking one day and I was – I was acting as Heather and out of nowhere out of my mouth came and I'm and I used to be a mailman. I'm like, where the heck did that come from? I don't know, but it just happened. Even the stuff with um Pam, just that stuff came out. The Lori but, stuff mean, was painful because th- that all that was real and that hurt. But the thing is, and I think about this a lot, is that it you're still writing. It's just a different form of writing, yeah. even though it's not writing down with pen and paper. You're you're still writing, you're still doing the process of writing, you're still doing the editing because you're like talking it through. And yeah. what I do a lot, and maybe you could do this too, or anyone that's like listening to this and has a similar problem, is I do voice recordings instead of writing because for me, that is the way that I can then edit. Like I'll make a voice recording. This is how I write a lot of my jokes. I'll do a voice recording based on some bullet points I wrote. And then I'll listen back and I'll be like, oh, this doesn't make sense. This makes sense. And then I'll mm-hmm. do another one and make it it's still, it's like a way of writing, but it's not pen mm-hmm. and paper. So it's not like the normal way, mm-hmm. but it's still a valid yeah. way to do it. Well, I was practicing, I'm auditioning for a couple commercials and I was practicing, Ooh. which I mean, 
I should know better. I just grab the piece of paper and I decide, oh, I can do this. So I had someone else reading the other lines and it didn't work for me. That just did not, if anything, it put me back to when I was a kid and I felt insecure because Mm -hmm. I didn't know my lines. But for me, what I need to do is, like you said, record myself or record the whole thing and then drive in their car or have earbuds in or whatever and just listen and listen and listen. And then you understand Mm -hmm. it and it all kind of, that's how it works. And then naturally I can just say the lines because it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like what you're kind of what you're talking about as well. You can like really, I don't know, digest it where someone- it's just the way that your brain works. Cause I think there's a lot of people that can, like for me, I can't edit my own work when it's on paper. I, I, cause I get so overwhelmed and stressed yeah. out, especially when it's like writing. I just, mm-hmm. I can't even like read it. I, I can't. Like when I used to do math tests, I would do every problem for like three or four times cause I couldn't look over my work. So I would just make sure that I got the same answer. Mm-hmm. And that's how I would look at my work. It's still like a, a valid way of doing things. It's just not. It's just like your brain works yeah. a little bit differently. But going back to like sketch comedy, if you look at Saturday Night Live, I mean, they could do some really rude, obnoxious things. And how do people take them? I mean, it's the same thing. They definitely get backlash all the time. Yeah. The thing is, is like you have to kind of decide what you want to do and I think that for you you're not the type of person that wants to do controversial no stuff so so that's the thing like they kind of do that on purpose yeah whereas you were I mean you didn't even do like anything like super controversial but I feel like you weren't trying to hurt anyone's feelings but the stuff that you made kind of came off the wrong way so I mean at this but at the same time it's really hard because it's like people are kind of always going to be mad at you for something Mm. and you just kind of have to at the same time be okay with that if you're going to do this type of thing. It must be so hard, M, to be a comedian. You have to have a thick skin. I know you're careful because you don't do controversial stuff and you're pretty clean with your Yeah, but I make jokes about how like I'm bisexual all the time and people aren't necessarily okay with it and I don't care. For me, I've never cared about if my jokes don't land. For some reason, that doesn't bother me whatsoever. Mostly because I made jokes all the time when I was little and no one thought they were funny. So it's like, (laughs) if someone does think they're funny, cool. Like that's new for me. Um, But for me, (laughs) but for me, it's more like doing serious stuff actually is the reason it's so scary is because that, if people don't like that, then I'm really sad. You mean when you're doing your code, Emily? Yeah, because that stuff is like real. I'm not saying that my jokes aren't real. They are. But I know that my jokes are so out there. And it's like, if you get it, you get it. But if you don't, it's just weird. And it's fine. I don't care. Right. But when it comes to the Code Emily project that I'm working on, that's where my heart is. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm scared. See, I think that's why the Pam thing bothered me so much because if it was a normal everyday, I don't, you know, but I was, I was more focused on, oh my God, other professionals that I respect that used to respect me. I hope they didn't find it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I think that's what bothered me because I think other than that, it wouldn't have. Mm -hmm. I really don't think it would have other than that. Yeah. And so I get what you're saying. I mean, that's your profession. That's. Yeah. Yeah. Completely get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably is why. And, but it's still something that like you just have to kind of get over too. Yeah. Which I know that sounds, it's not easy to do that just by like saying get over it, but that's not what I mean. I just mean that 
But in learn life how to in like... general, you're going to have that. You know, you're in high school and someone doesn't like you. Get over it. Or it doesn't matter. You're in a grocery store and someone hates what you're wearing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's pretty ridiculous. That doesn't happen. Well, yeah, but, but the, the problem with the internet is that it's that on like such a bigger scale. Oh, suddenly everyone in the world has access to the stuff that you're putting out there. Especially if it takes off. If any of your things do end up going viral, there's going to be people that are in the comments being mean. And then there's going to be people that are being nice. Right. It doesn't really matter. And a lot of the time, people just need something to be mad about. And it's just so easy to be mad on the internet because you're behind a computer screen and you're- I know. I am so glad. And people my age always say this, thank God they didn't have the internet when I was a kid. Oh. It just came Hmm. in when you were a kid. Did you ever get yourself in trouble on- with other people or do you know kids that got themselves in trouble? Yeah. I can imagine things. And you oh, did? Yeah. What did you do? Um, oh, it's not appropriate for the show. You remember what happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, that's – Yeah, there definitely was a lot of like online bullying and like – Yeah. Just people being mean to each other. I mean, kids are mean anyways. And then if you add the internet on top of it. Sixth graders, I'm more I'm more afraid of sixth graders than any other person in the world. A sixth grader could eat me alive. Yeah. <laughs> they, they They're just mean. so mean. But like I get it, but it's They yeah. can. <laughs> Actually I'm one afraid. of my skits, it felt really good. I don't remember if I took it off or not, because I took all the Pam stuff off, but there was one. It was true. When I was a hairdresser, there was a couple other mm-hmm. it was like being with a bunch of middle schoolers and I yeah. overheard them talking about me. And it was yeah. like, Hey, this is my chance chance to get back <laughs> you know what's fun heard it huh you know what would have been great to do and i feel like honestly is to just walk in while they're doing that and call them out that is like oh that's what that dreams are made of the next one because i hate to give up with everyone that's listening but i will tell you pam's not going away nor is heather or Lori. but who knows maybe pam's gonna end up reuniting with her mother and maybe they'll own a hair salon or something like that Maybe. And can you imagine Heather cutting hair? Oh, man. I'm excited. <laughs> but but like walking in on a group of people that are just talking badly about you. Would you love that like, hey, now? What would happen if that happened to you now? Say if you went to I a- I think I have done it before, actually. But people, the way people react is just like suddenly everyone's just like super quiet and you could tell they just all have feel so much shame. And it's kind of sad in a way because a lot of the time the reason people are doing something like that is because they have their own stuff. Oh, yeah. And But let me ask you, and yeah. anyone that says they haven't done this, I am sorry. I'm going to call you out. Have you ever been with a friend or some friends and someone comes around and you like, wait a minute, they're coming. You know yeah, of course. Saying. Of course. We've all done it, right? Yeah. So can you imagine if that person would have called you out, what would you have done? Probably done the exact same thing. Yeah, you'd be like, But <gasps> also, I don't know. It depends. I feel like I used to be more, not a mean girl, but kind of. I used to like, I don't know. I feel like I used to talk about people more than I do now. I still talk. I, I mean, everyone talks about everyone. Everybody That's just the way it is. Yeah. But for me... I usually only talk badly about people if they were mean to me or if yeah. they're mean to somebody or if I'm like mad and like trying to vent. Yeah. And honestly, if someone called me out at that point, I'd be like, yeah, you are mean. Like, yeah. I don't now know what to say. Well, you know what's really funny? I was with someone the other day and we're watching TV and they're like, oh my God, look at that dress on that woman. I'm like, you know I hate what? That. Stop it because that could be me. <laughs> You learn, right? It's like, oh my God, if I was on TV right now. I, people That's also were, one of my pet peeves though. It's like, why are you even talking about it? I've been in rooms like that and I just get so frustrated. I'm I like- I hate it. 
Why or why does it matter? Because does it really you matter? Know, you know, as soon as you walk, if you're with people that talk about other people, you know for a fact, as soon as you walk away, you're going to be the next one on the list. You know mm-hmm. you are, right? I mean, for me, I truly don't care about that. Depending, I think depending on what they say, if they're talking about like, if it's people that I love that I'm really close to right. and they're talking about like, then maybe, they, maybe I care, but otherwise I truly don't. Like I really, really don't don't give a shit. I'm sorry. The but. people that are listening to you, do you, does it bother you if you know someone dislikes you or has been talking about you? I'd love to hear back from people and see what they say. I would love that. Then you, you know what would, would fill my heart? You know what would bother me though? What? Is what if, is, and I think this is a big thing that I'm trying to work on in general and that's part of why it would bother me so much is if people were talking about stuff about, me specifically that they really dislike about me that they experience every day with me that they like are sick of but they're not willing to talk tell me that I'm doing something that's affecting them so much because if I'm doing something that's affecting you so much and I have no idea about it I want to know I want to know what I'm doing to cause you pain or like because I feel like if someone's talking about Mm -hmm. me in that way yeah that would hurt but more hurt because you didn't tell me. 100%. And I think going back to our relationship, because it's something I have always said, and I hate, it's one of my biggest pet peeves and maybe a problem that I have because if if I, I don't know, if someone gets me mad, I am going to say something. But in the past with certain relationships, I have gotten fried from doing that. Fried. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's fair when that happens. And it's something that you and I have discussed a lot. And we have promised each other that if something happens, we're, we're going to say it out. Even though it hurts you for a second, I'd rather have a sting than, you know, have it blown up into something way bigger than it should have been. Right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. But it is so hard to tell a person something that's been upsetting you. Yeah. But I mean, it is like really important to just have a real relationship with a person is yeah. like having those tough conversations because it's what is a relationship if you don't actually have any idea how the other person is feeling. Rather than like right now, if you're upsetting me, oh, maybe I'll go talk to Brittany. You know what Emily said when we were on the podcast, blah, blah, blah. What would that accomplish? If anything, it made me upset more and it brought this disease over to the next person and then it just festers and festers and talk about unhealthy right talk about Mm -hmm. unhealthy so i mean it's something i wish that everyone would work on nobody's perfect i can't say i've never complained about you and And i I think you have about me but 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 there's a difference though at the same time there's a difference between venting and just like talking badly about a person because i also think that if something's going on that you need to talk to people Cause you need to talk out your feelings sometimes like yeah. before, especially before talking to that person that's maybe doing something that's really upsetting you. Right. You need to talk out your feelings sometimes with friends. With, that you can trust and, and yeah. they can be more objective, right? Yeah. And they can be like, oh, maybe you're being like, you're being sensitive or like, right. oh, well, I think you're taking that the wrong way. I don't think that she meant to do that right. thing. And I think that's a lot different than being like, oh, I hate that color dress or like right <laughs> I don't know I just oh my feel god like, look how fat she was in that dress whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah it's that's just ridiculous. like but it's a tough one so yeah that's I think this is a really important conversation though because it's it definitely hits home to everybody first of all nobody's perfect we're gonna do it every now and then we just are 
but hopefully learn from it and try to be the best person that we can. Because we're all, I don't know, I know this sounds spiritual, or I, but I really do believe on this earth, right? I think we're all connected. And when you put another person down, you're putting yourself down just as much. And mm-hmm. bringing people up, it only brings you up. It brings everybody up. It just makes the world a better place for all of us. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. Did that come out sounding silly? No, it sounded good. Yeah. So I agree. I just love seeing, I love people. I just do. And I know you feel the same way. Yeah. I just like to see people grow and be happy and become who they can be, especially if they don't think that they can. You know, I'd love mm-hmm. to see that. Mm-hmm. At my age now, I'd rather, if I had a choice between helping another person succeed in a new career or something versus myself becoming whatever, I, w- I think I would choose helping another person grow, especially someone that's younger. I love that. And it was funny. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the movie that I was just in. There was these young girls. And actually... Did you even mention that you've been in a movie since the last podcast? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did okay. last time. Not that, you know, I talk about it every five minutes. Remember that movie I was in? Remember, I, I remember the, the movie I was just in. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. You know that movie. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I found it in... Actually, it was, I was impressed, first of all that the famous actors and actresses that I saw, they were not snooty whatsoever. They were really good people. And then the people that were background people, I was sitting with them for a little while. And couple was Caddy, which I was in it was I was I wasn't surprised, but I saw it. But then I called it out, which I that's what I love about being my age. Because they were younger. They were like in their twenties. And there was one of them that was so sweet. And someone said to her, but you were in this movie and that movie and that movie. And she was blushing a little bit. And she's like, yeah, whatever. And then this other one was like, yeah, well, I was in this kind of like what I've been doing. No, just kidding. But I said, listen, you know what? She's going to be the one that succeeds because she's not bragging. She's humble and she's doing it for the right reason. And I didn't say that to hurt anyone's feelings, but I said it to hopefully open some eyes. And after I said that, you could just see like there was this huge adjustment in the air. And I think people needed to hear that, you know, doing it for the mm-hmm. right reason. I don't know. That's cool. It felt good. It felt really good to see that. That's good. It yeah. is good. It is good. But so, it's not easy to do that sort of thing. I love it. I love it because um, there's no Brittany. judgment either way. It's just helping Brittany's people. calling me. Should we say hi to her? We definitely should. Uh-oh, does she? Yeah. Hey, Brittany, you're live on the podcast. You are live. Wait, what? <laughs> New Hampshire made mom. Do you have any questions about uh, talking about people? Talking about people? I don't know. Do you have any questions for us in general, I guess? Um, is mom there? Yeah, we're both here. Oh. You can't hear mom because I have my headphones in. Because she was going to talk about me. I know if you got my text. You're on your way. Yeah, she's on her way. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure you didn't forget. Where are we going? Um... Molly, what questions do you have? About what? Anything. Why are some short and why are some tall? <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll, we'll answer that. All right. Love you. Bye. 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 She couldn't hear you because it was you're on my headphones. Okay. I actually had forgotten that they were coming. <laughs> what are they doing? What are you guys doing? Oh, Brittany is just um, stocking a store. So she asked if she could drop the kids off for a couple of hours. Oh, nice. And I said yes forgetting to tell my husband because he's going to be watching them. So I probably shouldn't have said yes without asking him, but I was like, oh yeah, I'll tell him. And then I forgot. I'm so good at being married. I'm really killing it. Yeah, you are. Still 
still know you. It's just, it's hard when I, I'm very independent. It's hard to shift to doing things together and to telling people what I'm up to. That's a difficult thing for me. Yeah, because you were doing just whenever, hey, I'm doing this or that. You didn't have, not permission, because it's not about permission. It's not permission. It's being respectful to exactly. the person that you yeah. live with, especially saying yes to babysitting when you haven't asked them if they will. <laughs> and by the way, they're all bringing their friends, and uh, yeah. We have 25 but, um, toddlers here. But also, it's Madeline. Madeline, we've had her on the show before. It's her 10th birthday on tomorrow. I know. She's going to be 10. And she's so adorable. And she's such a, she's such a, almost like a teenager now. I know. It's she's killing. so grown up. And she's so oh. smart. And she's, yeah, she's got it going on. She's that brilliant. Year. She's Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. And, and it's just. Just like her oh. aunt. She has your so personality. Cute. She's great. She's a great kid, and she has so much confidence, and I hope that she just keeps that forever. Yep. She's awesome. And she's so lucky. She has so many people that love her. Mm -hmm. I mean, it takes a tribe, and she's got a tribe, Mm -hmm. you know, between our family and Matt's family. She's got so many people that love her. I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yes, happy 10th birthday, Madeline. Happy birthday to you. And I told her that's how I know how old my cats are, because I got my cats right after (laughs) she was born. (laughs) So my Good. cat's 10 years old. 10 oh, happy years birthday, old. cats. Yeah. Well, this has been a fun episode, Mom. This is, I missed you. And I, I don't know, you. once a month is good, I guess. Eventually, for now, we'll at get least. back. I think, I think for now it makes sense. But yeah, maybe eventually we'll get back. I think just with my new job and yeah. we've both been really and busy. It depends and on how many movies and... I'm in. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. My but one and only everyone. movie. And never let it go. <laughs> Remember that movie I was in? <laughs> Hey, I bring up my categories commercial every day, so I don't blame you. (laughs) That was like five years ago now. (laughs) Tell everyone quickly about your categories. I was in a categories commercial. That's about it, honestly. Um, You can look it up online. I could, I could post the link in the show. uh, I thought of you. I don't want to cut you off, but this is really important. I thought of you. They were looking for people to audition to be in a commercial. No, what was it? Oh, uh, um. What do you call that? Like a Price is Right type of show? Like Ooh. A, I know. And I was going to send you. If I can find it again, I'll send it over to you. I can see you now. I'm in. You would, I would be do that. so in. Oh, my so God. I can that. see you now. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> You'd be the contestant. I'm great at game shows. I, I always have the answers. I'm so ready. Yeah. I'm in. And also shout out to our sponsor who we just called on the phone, New Hampshire Made Moms. They make all custom apparel all in New Hampshire. She could put anything that you want on a shirt, on pants, on a sweatshirt, on, I don't know, whatever you can think of. She's got some really cute back to school stuff. She does. She has great back to school stuff. She's been making, she made some bachelorette party shirts for the bachelorette party I'm going to this weekend. And they're awesome. Nice. So hit her up. She's on Instagram at New Hampshire Made Moms. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to... Montreal. We're leaving Thursday morning. Girl, you're gonna have so much fun. This girl, yeah. Well, I get over my little cold I have. Well, you get some rest. You'll be fine, right? I will. I'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. And if anyone, I know that we're switching to once a month, but don't forget that we have an email address, mamandmom at gmail dot com. If you have any questions for us or stuff that you want us to talk about, we will be happy to be happy to answer any questions or things that we can. And our next episode will be September 4th, Labor Day. September 4th, Labor Day. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I love you. Thanks for calling. Love you. Of course. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. 
Hey, this is Emily from Maine and Mom. Thanks for listening to our podcast. It comes out every Monday. Music by Faradazis of Wiki Games. Sponsored by New Hampshire Made Moms. Write in listener questions to mamemom at gmail.com. Us or probably one of our dogs will respond with feedback. Mame out. <laughs>